This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the January 1st, 2023 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Happy New Year! Like most baby boomers, I was in bed before the clock turned 12. Quick hitters! In the college football playoff, number one Georgia came from behind to beat number four Ohio State. 42 to 41. And number two, Michigan fell to number three, TCU, 51 to 45. I rise today to defend Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg. This past week has been tough on Southwest Airlines. Seems they had trouble scheduling their crews, which resulted in thousands of flights being canceled. One would think scheduling crews is kind of basic. Anyway, some are blaming Pete Buttigieg in his role as Secretary of Transportation. I don't get that. Southwest is a private company. Yes, they are regulated, but let's not pretend government handles things well. The history of government and computer systems is a sad one. Specifically, the FAA, the FAA ran outdated computer systems for years because they just could not handle the upgrade. And that was for controlling planes in the air. Anyway, while I think the Biden administration has some similarities to the Keystone Cops, on this one, Southwest owns it, not Pete. I mentioned the other day that a Republican congressman-elect lied on his background during his campaign. I just read a piece by Jonathan Turley, and it seems the lies may have been even more expansive than I initially believed. Some are trying to keep him from being seated due to the campaign lies. That would be a violation of the Constitution and a slippery slope for the future. Best just not to reelect him. And I could list campaign lies of sitting Congress people, but let's not bother. Moving on. I started writing this a week ago when I was all fired up. My temperature has eased a bit, but not totally. While it may matter only to me, I am thinking of changing my line that I am at the 40-yard line for Republicans. I think that was true, but if not, it was at least aspirational. But as more and more details, again, I have not dug enough, from the Twitter document dump comes out on how our government interacted with social media to influence the narrative, I feel closer to the 20-yard line for Republicans. Maybe the end zone. Last week, I chatted with someone who leans right. Read some, but mostly has a life and does not dwell on this stuff. I asked him, her, about the revelations in the Twitter files, and the response I got was basically ho-hum, did not surprise him or her. Don't read that as, don't care. Hear that as, we know that most of the media and our government are biased and acting inappropriately. For conservatives, I don't think this is a surprise. For liberals, you might want to consider that this is how we feel, with good reasons, and this is what brought about Orange Man. One thing Democrats have done well is occasionally redefining words. On one, I have agreed with them. Marriage. Others, not so much. One example of redefining words or phrases can be summed up in a headline that said, NIH scrubbed, redefined, gain-of-function research on website two days before releasing letter admitting they funded it. By the way, the article is very one-sided, but does appear to show a change in the Definition for gain of function around the time Fauci was testifying before Congress. What is the definition of the election was stolen? To me, it is stuffing ballot boxes with illegal ballots or getting people to vote more than once. 
you know, like they used to say in Chicago, vote early and vote often, or losing ballots in your opponent's districts, or using computer code to change how the computer counts votes. That did not happen in 2020. Or if it did, not enough to matter. I only threw that last sentence in because probably someone voted twice. But maybe my definition of the election was stolen is too narrow. Clinton and her minions created the Russian collusion story and fed it into the system. The system includes our government and our media. I'm pretty sure that by around February of 2017, the Steele dossier had been discredited by the FBI, yet it was the foundational piece in the search warrants into Trump land and for the Mueller investigation, which was started later in 2017. Unsurprisingly, an investigation predicated on a dossier the FBI already had decided was bullshit found nothing. You might say they had to investigate to know there was nothing. Did they? If your foundational piece you already know was discredited, then there was no foundation. Once again, I am not defending Trump. He is a dick. But elections can be stolen from dicks. Think about the abusive attacks by the top levels of the FBI and our media on the Trump administration. It hampered their success and likely contributed to some of his bad behavior. Virtue may be its own reward, so you could argue Trump should have behaved well anyway. That's a decent point. But he is a dick, and when he saw people in power lying and behaving horribly, it had to encourage him to believe that there was no rules and it was just a game of hardball. And I firmly believe that the Ukraine war might not have happened if Trump had not been hampered by the Russian collusion bullshit. One of my faults is I look at a situation and often think, nah, they would not do that. At least not on purpose. It has kept me from going down rabbit holes, the conspiracy stuff. But I think it caused me to discount what was hiding in plain sight. Kind of like the Edgar Allan Poe story, The Purloined Letter, where a key piece of evidence was hidden in plain sight. Yes, I have known the media was incredibly biased, but I did not realize the depth of that bias and the intersection with key parts of our government, even though that was hiding in plain sight. My bad. I say the election wasn't stolen, at least in the narrow sense, but I wonder what percent of Democratic officials would have cheated to defeat Trump if they knew their actions would never be known. I bet it's not a small number. Some of that's on Trump. And is the cheating I just alluded to any different than what was done with the government agencies and the media that pursued a case built on a lie while discrediting the Hunter Biden story that was built on the truth? Seriously, are betters in and out of government and the media acted in unison to quell a true story because it would hurt their guy, Biden? And they did that in the open. What would they do behind the scenes? I really am feeling pissy. I may try to walk a lot of this back, but I'm going to share some bullet points. They mostly say it is time for conservatives to pull out of the bullshit institutions that were overrun with liberals. That includes companies and businesses that think they can kowtow to liberals, yet conservatives will still be their customers. So far, they have been correct. One, a friend recently said college is the new high school. I also heard a professor say colleges are backing away from standardized entrance tests and that will re result in a dumbing down of universities. And don't get me started on the woke views on colleges. Medical schools seem more interested in diversity and inclusion than healthcare competence. 
For years, the cost of education has increased at a rate well above the rate of inflation, while the quality of the output has declined. When liberals get some control of universities, they then start to exclude conservatives. The resulting total control of the university system by liberals has left us with a deteriorating educational system. I say don't fund it. Handle it with private money. Liberals can fund their woke colleges and conservatives can step up on other colleges. I know this is a stupid idea, but this is how I feel. Two, break up the FBI. Comey and his minions screwed things up. Three, no new government buildings in Washington, D.C. With telecommunications the way they are, we do not need to cluster the workings of the government within 30 miles of Washington, D.C. Spread things out. Why is the Department of Agriculture in D.C.? Mining. The FBI or what will follow it. Even the DOJ. Spread them out. And while they are at it, get rid of half of them. I knew a maintenance superintendent who said when he planned a job, he figured the number of folks he needed for the job and then subtracted one. Huh? He said if you had an extra person, he gets bored and does nothing and needs someone to talk to. Staffing just right or one less and things get done quicker. What does the Department of Education do? Seriously, ponder that. What could they do? Think K through fourth grade. We are not teaching these kids rocket science at that age. Reading, writing, arithmetic. Yes, I would throw in foundations of critical thinking. Asking why. Maybe some science. Do we need a big administration in Washington, D.C. for that? And don't take my comments as anti-teacher. My thinking is pro-teacher. We don't need more bureaucrats and more specialists. We need less. We need good teachers with bureaucrats staying the hell out of the way. And we need okay buildings, not expensive temples, and maybe food. I like kids not to be hungry, whether their parents are rich or poor or lazy. Five, education may be a metaphor for our screwed up system. Government has intruded more and more into education. What are the results? Significantly higher inflation-adjusted costs and a worse output. In a capitalistic system, that should be unacceptable. But since it is our government, we accept it. I use the more word metaphor because I am hearing more and more about the flaws of capitalism. Pause for a moment and write down the countries that successfully implemented communism. I'll wait. Nope, don't write China. Their economy was a mess until they imposed some capitalism. Six, and conservatives need to start making buying decisions based on the views of companies. If a company hates my values, I should do them the honor of not asking them to serve me and take my business elsewhere. Liberals threaten to do that and companies cater to them. Note, my hope is not to have a bifurcated system, but to have an agnostic system. I could go on, but clearly this is mostly rantings, though it is odd to do that on the first day of the new year. And I don't think my rantings are unique. When a diverse group of people gather, many conservatives clam up. In private, they share their thoughts, but don't want to bother in the larger group with folks who get their information from only liberal news sources. I'll stop. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you didn't like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.